2: Welcome to Newsnight. In the next 60 minutes, tension is brewing in Boko in the Upper East Region after 10 civilians were allegedly murdered.
3: And we are disappointed because we want to find out if the state of emergency. We want to find out who gave that authority for the security that are supposed to protect lives and property to now destroy lives and property. So we won't leave this
2: on 10th. We have details as the MP for the area condemns the act and demands immediate investigations. Meanwhile, President Ekofado is demanding from the Ghana Armed Forces a robust posture to deter potential aggressors from destabilizing the country.
4: I have no doubt that these vehicles and equipment will go a long way to help the Ghana Armed Forces contain the security threat from violent extremist and terrorist groups operating along our northern borders
2: we will to hear from the Chief of Defence Staff, who is promising to step up security in the Boko area. Also tonight, Chairman of Public Accounts Committee of Parliament fumes at absence of Yoko Executive Director at public hearings for two years in a row.
5: Last year, she did not attend. This year, too, she did not. We are taking note.
6: We will ensure that um, the next time... He it makes, it makes should be
5: communicated a... to her. We're,
6: we're that sure... The Chairman
5: of the Committee is not happy.
2: Officials of the Ghana Maritime Authority have also been referred to the Attorney General's Office for Prosecution over procurement breaches.
5: It's a straightforward um, issue uh, that you are to be sanction in accordance with Section 92. So we are therefore referring the case to the Attorney General. Clerk, take notes.
2: We have details from today's sentence as a contentious back and forth between chairman of the committee and the transport minister ensued over similar breaches by the Ghana Ports and Harbors Authority in business.
7: Well, petroleum Price witnessed
8: the high increment in this pricing we window, we'll be getting you more details on that. And in well, sports, we hear from Ghana's long jammed record holder, Deborah Akwa, after she gained qualification for the 2023 World Athletics Championship.
2: Chaos at Agbubuloshi market as task force of the AMA seeks to enforce the bylaws that forbids anyone from selling on the shoulders of the street and on open drains. That's coming up in our Clean Ghana campaign today. All of
6: them, this people, why are your
9: boys? Please demand, they are doing it at the back, they are coming. They arrest all of them.
2: We have details of that and more here on Newsnight. Do well to join us with your thoughts and comments via WhatsApp 055 11 11 Thanks for staying with us. We will start off from Boko tonight. Tension is brewing there in the Upper East Region after eight civilians were allegedly murdered and two others were also shot on Monday night, ostensibly because they were suspected of planning to foment trouble during curfew hours, bringing the total number of deaths to ten. One teenager is among the dead. Two other persons, including one woman, are in critical condition. Youth of the Zoning uh, suburb of Boko, where the incident occurred, are angry and are demanding. Demanding justice for the dead. David Adoliba speaks for the youth.
3: The people that are deployed in Boku to protect lives and property are the people engaged in killing the people of Boku. It's surprising that eight people that were in their gardens doing their normal gardening job got arrested by the military to be precise. Dragged to a mango tree and under the mango tree they fired and killed eight people. Followed one person who jumped into a silo and bent the silo. And as we speak, you can find the, uh, the bent body. As we speak, a woman was shot in their arm just to clean up the, 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 the mess so that nobody would know this action was taken by the military. But I am speaking to you, there were people around who saw all this? And we are disappointed because we want to find out if the state of emergency, we want to find out who gave that authority for the security that are supposed to protect lives and property to now destroy lives and property. As we speak, I'm told they are in the market now chasing market women out of the market. I don't know the duty of a, a soldier man in the market. I don't know what they are here for. But I can assure you that the laws are there to protect everybody. The laws are there to protect, and if there are war crimes, we will talk about it. Because in international war, people are arrested for committing serious atrocities as militaries. So we won't leave this on time. We will ensure that we get the right information and get to the bottom of it. We want to know who gave that authorization for the military. It is not being done on one side. In both sides, we have all reported killers. And so, we, the people of Kusar, we, the Kusasis, are demanding justice immediately. Thank you. Immediate effect. We are talking of justice now. This is not the first time we are talking of military brutalities. They have killed uh, an 18-year-old girl, killed a man in South killed uh, a woman last uh, month. They've gone around and they've maimed and killed people. We have evidence, and we want this as a clear evidence for the world to see. These are the dead lying in Van Yard Hospital. What we want to ask is, if we find ourselves talking about uh, refugees coming from Burkina, talking about the killings there, and we can accommodate people yet in our own backyard in Boko. Serious atrocities are being committed by the military and nobody is saying something, something about it. We will take the matter up. We will take it to the international level if they need it.
2: That's uh, David Dolibar speaks for the youth. Uh, shortly, I uh, will join my colleague Albert Sorry live from the region. But there's a statement also from the MP for the area, Mahama Yariga, condemning the brutalities there amongst others. He says, report reaching me as to the effect that there were gunfires last night across the Boko town. The military as part of their efforts to curtail the situation, chase anyone they saw.
1: Also, if you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robin Hood IRA on top, then they'll boot.
2: So, that information reaching him is that is to the effect that they were chasing some people, and other people saw these being chased, running, and also took to their heels. The military shot at them, and in the process, killed six civilians. That's as at the time that he issued that statement. Portions of it also says the government must immediately investigate this report and bring to book the perpetrators of this Dustardly act. We are yet to independently confirm, um, also hear from the military on this latest development. But my colleague Albert, sorry. Has been following up on this for us and joins us on the line albert let's talk about the situation you've been interacting with the youth seeing dead bodies amongst others what really is the situation there it appears uh, I've just lost Albert sorry um, there on the phone but I also have security analyst Dr. Adam Buna um, joining us also via phone um, but let me uh, check again if I have Albert sorry uh, back on the line Albert if you can hear me I'm asking about the situation you've been interacting with the youth seeing dead bodies amongst others what can you report?
10: Yes, if you look at what is happening at the moment um, one of the fears um you would have is that if care is not taking this evening some of the youth may just try to take matters into their own hands because a lot of them were very angry about what has happened and um, the fear is that if uh, the security council does not put in very strict measures and Try to give these youth some hope that they are doing something to try and find the perpetrators of this crime, um, something on toward may just happen again this evening. That is the fear at the
2: moment. Well, I'm sure you've been trying to reach the MC for the area, the regional minister who leads or is the chairman of the Regional Security Council. And um, We've heard allegations that those who are supposed to suspected to have uh, killed these persons are military personnel. Have we had any indication of any sort from the regional minister all the way to the MC as to what really happened?
10: And their phone numbers have been very busy. Um, you would understand that the situation at the moment is very volatile. So normally they would uh, be running up and down trying to ensure that calm uh, returns to the town. So at the moment, both the regional minister and the MCE, uh, their phone numbers have, have been very busy and we haven't been able to reach them and to speak to them. But you recall that Uh, during the Christmas period these uh, same kind of stories were reported when we heard that people were allegedly shot and killed by people in uniform it will be at least the third time that such an incident is happening and the municipal chief executive at the time during the Christmas period spoke to us and also had his own lamentations about this incident so we're just waiting to see Um, how they address this particular incident, because the number this time round is very high and the people are very angry about it.
2: That's uh, my colleague Albert, sorry, monitoring the situation in Boko for us. Thank you, Albert. Uh, let's work the line. Let me see if we have um, Dr. Adam Bona, a security analyst, uh, joining us as well. We're grateful for your time here on Newsnight, Dr. Adam Bona. So we're hearing that three times in a row. Men in uniform have been, uh, you know, accused of killing people in the Boko area, this time up to ten. Really, you, you're familiar with the situation in Boko. How exactly are we supposed to be handling this situation that so that it does not escalate?
11: Well, yeah, good evening to your listeners. I think that what is going on speaks to probably about three issues. The first one has to do with the fact that uh, the military or the security officers on the ground either feel overwhelmed, they feel frustrated, they feel probably no one is paying attention to what is going on in Baku. And, And the second issue has to do with the fact that if uh, the allegations are anything to go by, uh, I am aware of some of these uh, alleged killings by uh, officers, you know, security officers on the ground. Uh, the, once some officers begin to feel that we can kill and nothing would happen, we can take the loss into our own hands and nothing is, is, is going to happen to us, then you expect these things to happen in, in a, you know, uh, in a war situation. You know what happened when Americans were in Iraq and they were in other places. Some, uh, you know, officers who did these things were punished, eventually, some of them. The third thing has to do with the fact that the state is not actually paying, uh, you know, attention to what is going on in boko And for me, uh, if you look at the fact that Burkina Faso, 60 uh, to 70 percent of Burkina Faso is in the hands of rebels, the last thing they want to do is to have reprisal attacks where you have guerrilla tactics being you know uh happening in in baku because then if the people feel that they are getting killed by those who are there to protect them then chances are that they start ambushing those who are supposed to protect them which i think would be uh, something that would not otherwise all of us in anyway.
2: Well, but the concern is also the allegations against the military. Um, we, we are yet to hear uh, from them on this or the defence ministry for that matter. The concern, we've, hear, we've been hearing from the MP asking for investigations into this, but that's not the first time we're hearing such allegations. For The concern for me then is how should the military be dealing with this such that we do not have a situation like that we're carrying in Boko.
11: It's difficult. I have spoken to, you know, some military officers on the ground, police on the ground, and, you know, fire service officers on the ground, and they will tell you that, well, we don't have, uh, we, have we, we are not those involved in the killings. And yet these allegations keep coming up. Well, I haven't seen a single document that seems to exonerate uh, either the military or the security agencies taking the laws into their own hands, saying that they haven't committed some of these atrocities. And so I think that it beholds on the CDS, you know, and and the security agencies to ensure that proper investigations are conducted. Chances are that there might be some killers, serial killers, among some of these military officers who are taking the law into their own hands. And I am also expecting that one thing I've said repeatedly to the young people in Baku is that you have your mobile phones. Uh, You've come up with a lot of allegations when you see military officers attempting to commit some of these crimes you can hide in a corner you can hide somewhere let's have one single video that is pointing to the military shooting at civilians so that at least we are able to merge all these allegations together and say okay now we have that evidence we've been looking for we finally have it but it looks like they haven't been able to do that so if you are listening to me i think they should turn themselves into citizen vigilantes even though they should be careful and record some of this definitely out. So let's have it. I'm sure they can just share it on social media and all of us will see it. And we should be able to identify if it's a military officer, uh, the person involved. And probably we can then say, okay, so we now know you guys have been doing the killing. I think this will help us anything.
2: We're grateful. Dr. Adam Gunadeh is a security analyst.
12: Well, MF, we're now uh, getting a clearer picture uh, from government as to the uh, interventions Mm -hmm. that they want to roll out now in an attempt to deal with the situation in Boko, preventing it from escalating further. We've been hearing from the Chief of Defence Staff, Vice Admiral Seth Amoma, uh, who says some of the equipment they've received today uh, handed over to them uh, directly from the Commander-in-Chief, the President, will be deployed to Boko to deal with the
13: issue. A number of the vehicles are also being prepared for deployment to enhance troop mobility and protection for Boko Task Force on Operation Gongong. In an effort to address the communication challenges of the Ghana forces for both internal and external peace support operations, your government through the Ministry of Defense has also acquired a large number of communication equipment for the Ghana Armed Forces. These equipment are to be deployed within all the garrisons of the Ghana Armed Forces, particularly units along the northern borders, as well as United Nations Peace Support Operations. Well,
12: the President, the Commander-in-Chief, President Kofado, handed over machines, armoured vehicles, communication gadgets uh, to the military, his concern, of course, goes beyond Boko. He was particularly concerned about uh, attempts that people may be fomenting to destabilise the country. And he wants the uh, Ghana Armed Forces to adopt a very robust posture that detests potential aggressors. Uh, and you've just heard the uh, CDS make the point that Ghana's northern borders uh, has become a trouble uh, spot. We've seen the deployment of heavy security along those borders. The president warned the military, the armed forces, to deal with that.
4: I have no doubt that these vehicles and equipment will go a long way to help Ghana armed forces contain the security threat from violent extremist and terrorist groups operating along our northern borders other insecure, internal security challenges, as well as support external peacekeeping operations. I want to commend you for your commitment to the ongoing op- operations, especially Concord Fest, Motherland, Gongong, Gong, and Halt 2, which are intended to create a secure, peaceful atmosphere in the northwestern, northern, and northeastern borders of the country. To contain secessionist activities and to deal with the Galemse menace respectfully. I urge you to continue to collaborate with the ministries of national security, interior, foreign affairs and the Ghana revenue authority as well as all other public stakeholder agencies to ensure that we maintain a robust posture that will determine deter potential aggressors from derailing the political and socio-economic gains achieved so far.
12: Well, we can now uh, hear from the Defence Minister uh, Dominic
13: Nitowo. Combating this stress requires real-time surveillance capability, high mobility, force protection firepower, and communication, and it's exactly what you and the government have been doing for the Ghana Armed Forces from your first term as president till today. Your Excellency, distinguished invited guests, ladies and gentlemen, during the president's last visit in October 2021, GIFs, Toyota Mini Vehicles, Toyota Highlights, pickups, and equipment were commissioned and presented to the Ghana Armed Forces to enhance its operation. To further boost the Vehicle and Equipment State of the Ghana Armed Forces. The following have been procured. 70 Kamaz utility troop-carrying
1: vehicles have been procured.
13: 20 VTRS, 70 armored personnel vehicles, 20 Husky vehicles and large quantities of equipment. But just to add that though 20 of the Husky vehicles have arrived, 70 were actually procured. 20 of the BTRs have arrived, 52 have been procured. And so... Uh, Defence
12: Minister Dominic Nathuwo.
2: Well, let's head to Parliament now. The Public Accounts Committee has been busy today. We'll start with the Ghana Maritime Authority. We're hearing that they've been referred to the Auditor um, Attorney General's Office for prosecution. So the 2019 Auditor General's report cited the institution for seven procurement breaches. The Auditor General recommended that the officials involved in the breaches must be sanctioned pursuant to the Public Procurement Act. Chairman of the committee, James Klute Avedji, endorsed the recommendation and made the referral to the Attorney General office
3: The about um, six or seven procurement breaches. on the auditors concluded that they recommend that the management of GMA should be sanctioned in accordance with Section 92 of the Public Procurement Act, Act 63 as amended. Chairman, this one I have no, I have, I have no question to ask on it. Than to, uh, to defer to you to. Uh, Thank
5: you very much, Honourable. Pronounce. Uh, it's a straightforward um, issue, uh, that you are to be sanctioned accordance to Section 92, so we are therefore referring the case to the Attorney General. Clerk, take notes.
2: Well, let's bring in our Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwe Kwasante monitoring events for us. So, Kwe, we understand a similar finding was made against the Ghana Ports and Harbour's authority that led to some heated exchange uh, between the Transport Minister and the Chairman of the Committee. Give us the details.
0: So MFR, if you look at the report, the Ghana Port and Hubbard's Authority engaged in some transactions which the Auditor General has disallowed and has asked the officials involved to refund this amount of money. The Chairman of the Committee wanted to refer this to the Attorney General as well for prosecution, but there was some back and between him and the Minister as whether or not this should be done or the Committee's report asking the Auditor General to just be followed.
3: There are about um, six or seven procurement breaches, on the auditors concluded that they recommend that the management of GMA should be sanctioned in accordance with Section 9. 9-
12: Quick, quick, we'll, we'll get that uh, interaction uh, between the chairman and uh, Mr. Siama uh, pretty shortly. Uh, we'll return to that. But uh, still before the Public Accounts Committee today, there's been a lot happening uh, as far as the, that committee is concerned. Iyoku be, came before the Public Accounts Committee today. The executive secretary, uh, Tiwa Adodankwa, uh, was, was before the committee. What for?
0: So Yoko had some infractions in the Auditor General's report, and they were supposed to respond to those, but the executive director was not there. The deputy was there, and the deputy attorney general, and was also there, but the chairman of the committee, James Peter, that he was not happy that Mame Adenen Kwatiwa had
6: missed for two years in a row. Executive Director had to attend to um, some matters and has therefore delegated his deputy to pre- appear before the committee this morning.
5: Last year, she did not attend. This year, too, she did not. We are taking notes.
6: Very well, Chair, we-, we will ensure that um, the next time he meets. it makes should a be
5: communicated request. to her. But assured- the Chairman of the Committee is not happy that she's not coming or appearing
6: before the committee. Very well noted, Chair. Well, Kweku,
2: cool, cool. and then it was the turn of the Minister for Employment and Labour Relations. But before that, how did we resolve that particular issue about the absence of the Yoko boss?
0: So the Deputy Attorney General just promised that the next time that it will be sitting, they are going to ensure that Mameya Danfatiwa, who they said was engaged in some public business, will be present.
2: Well, now let's talk about Ignatius Bafwewa's appearance before the committee. A lot of issues came up. Walk us through them.
0: So he was there with the Social Security and National Insurance Trust. He has now been designated as the minister in charge of SNAP. Not necessarily as, as Minister for Pensions, but over the years there's been some conflicts as to which ministry may actually fall under sometimes under finance ministry, sometimes under employment. But according to a letter that has been signed by the president to the minister. He is now in charge of the National Pension Resolution Authority and SNET. And so he, she, he is now supposed to take charge. I'm also, so concerns about SNET and how they are managing pension funds. According to Dr. John Sinkran, over the years, the government had failed to pay up the money it had withheld for pensions of public sector workers. Just last week, we heard from the City of New happy about a similar development. They said that if that practice continues, they were not going to be able to
14: pension funds. Honorable Chair, with your permission, um, I want to read uh, a letter I received from the Presidency, dated 30th January, 2023. Designation as Minister Responsible for Pensions. Person to Section 211 of the National Pensions Act 2008, Act 766, as amended. I hereby designate you as the minister responsible for pensions with immediate effect which means you will be responsible for the national pensions regulatory authority NPRA and the social security and national insurance trust SNIT. I take this opportunity to con- congratulate you formally on your designation. It is my hope that you will carry out the duties imposed on you under act 766 diligently and that you will oversee the successful implementation of its provisions. Yours sincerely signed, Nana Dankwa Akufuado, an address to Honorable Ignatius Bafo, MP, Minister for Employment and Labour Relations, Accra.
2: So that's the Minister of Employment and Labour Relations and their initials when he appeared before uh, Parliament's uh, Public Accounts Committee. Uh, more happened and uh, definitely will bring you more subsequently on myjoyonline.com. But we know on this particular one, uh, Evans, um, there's been some clarification as to whether indeed a new ministry has been, uh, you know, um, brought up. That is the Ministry of uh, Pensions. There's some clarification to that. Well, we there were
12: reports earlier after this appearance before the committee, uh, suggesting that an entirely new ministry has been created responsible for pensions. Uh, The ministry, the employment ministry has issued a statement to clarify this and makes the point that uh, no such new ministry has been created. Uh, Indeed, the letter coming from the presidency only seeks to formally assign the two institutions, that is the National Pensions Regulatory Authority and the National and the Social Security and National Insurance Trust Nate, to uh, Ignatius Mbafewa as an additional responsibility. Mm. Uh, so there's a clarity there. Uh, so uh, we, these two institutions, before this letter that he got from the Presidency, uh, appear to be on their own. And the the references to the law that mandates these institutions to come directly under him, and that's why he's been giving an additional responsibility. So not a separate ministry, but all under the Employment and Labour Relations Ministry.
2: Well, just before we wrap up on the Public Accounts Committee earlier, was uh, telling you about that uh, clash between the Transport Minister and the Chairman of the Public Accounts Committee leading some uh, heated exchange. Listen to what transpired.
14: Because of that chemical that we were using at the hospital. Unfortunately, when the recommendation came, there was a shortage. And we realised that shortage of that particular chemical we used at the hospital. We realised that if we accept the one that those who tended had provided, it was going to create a problem. It wasn't going to be the one that we should use. So once we received the advice, what we should have done, and I think I need to accept it here that it's, a, it's an error on our part. What they should have done was to restart the whole procurement process again. And because that we were in need or there was a shortage at the urgency around it, maybe they thought that we could do with the later. Correct. The book because we need ratifying because it's a, it was shortage and when people were people were coming to the hospital we didn't have the chemicals for them. You and I were not there. Mr. Chair, I sworn an oath before you. I say you and I were not there. But I'm, uh, I you were not
5: there. You were told. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, you were Mr. Chairman, told, Minister. Chairman, you were told. I don't think that you, you will impure motive into anything. And I'm that saying that the explanation given could be one side, but another person will interpret it that. A two people or three big company that be that. Uh, we are not the favourites
14: because the second interpretation is not is is, is wrong. It's, ignorance of the law is not. I agree with you, but the agencies of the matter also allowed need to because, because people who are going to die. Now the recommendation is that
5: the difference between the lowest bidder and then the price at which they actually bought should be set to those people involved. It's simple, I think that recommendation is fair. If they would have referred you to court and when you go to court, it's a procurement breach. The judge has the power to sentence you to not more than five years or to a fine of of not more than 2,500 penalty units or to both. So asking that the Three people involved should refund this money. I think it's fair. That's shorting the thing. Don't you think so, honorable? Or you prefer we refer the case to court, to the attorney general to prosecute you. But the attorney general is here. He's listening to us. Chair, I think the recommendation came from the auditors. To yeah, us. they said they should refund the different. That's the recommendation. Yes. And so so I can decide to say no, go to court. But I want to go by this. So thank we affirm the recommendation of the auditors. Thank you very much, Mr. Chair. Clark, take notes.
2: So that's what transpired at the Public Accounts Committee today between the Transport Minister and the Chairman of the Public Accounts Committee. Let's do business. George, what do we have? Well, I mean uh,
7: petrol witnessed the highest uh, price increment in recent times, going up by over two Ghana Cd per litre, as oil marketing firms adjust prices for the pers- first pricing window of this month and some industries are expected to pay almost 50% more for water consumed following the adjustment in utility tires. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Allianz Life and Ganapay
16: and manage your account on my MTN app. Call 244 308 for more information.
2: MTN
17: Was provided by Kingdom.
9: So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD Campus, UCC Cape Coast, and now at the Marina Mall Airport. City or call us 0302 764101 764209 or 762792 Visit our website www.kingdomgh.com Welcome
7: back to Business on news night now the price of petrol has witnessed one of its highest increment in recent times now this was after some of the oil marketing firms started increasing prices of some petroleum products at the pumps there is more in this report
17: based on the adjustment done by three of the major oil marketing firms that is gueil total energies and shell petrol went up by over 2 cities per liter at the pumps The adjustment can be linked to an increase in price of petrol on the international market and the city's sharp depreciation against the dollar some two weeks ago. However, diesel, on the other hand, witnessed just about 38 per cent jump from its old price. Some of the operators are linking it to the impact of the Gold for Oil program as the first consignment came in some two weeks ago, and another development is that price of diesel had been fairly stable on the international market. Engaging some of the oil marketing companies, it is clear that the increase at the pumps was mainly due to challenges with the Ghana city some two weeks ago. Well, looking at how the Ghana city has performed over the past weeks, it is not clear for now how this will impact on the next price review from February 16, 2023.
7: And that is the Business text report. Now, Data Protection Commission says it has lined up about 300 companies for pros- possible prosecution for failing to comply with Data Protection Act. Now, the commission's head says it therefore urged business community in both private and the public sectors to register their businesses with the commission as required by the law. Executive Director Patricia Dusaepoku has been speaking at the high-level breakfast meeting to climax the Data Protection Week celebration in crowd.
15: Effective this February, fuel prices have gone up and it's going to have effect in terms of factories that use generators to support. There's also an increase in VAT rates. This is an effect. Remember that 30% After
2: this- now, We've been engaging you and completely, but we think we've raised awareness enough and there's no CEO in Ghana now that uh, who would say that they never heard about data protection. You've, you probably crossed your radar uh, here or there. And so we will be enforcing the law uh, by publishing names of non-compliant institutions.
9: We have also, I went to the Chief Justice to get a fast track court, uh, so that
2: there's no delay to pushing cases through court. As I speak now, we have almost 300 cases lined up for court.
7: And that is the Executive Director at the Data Protection Commission, Patricia Adisaipoku, and apologies for that mixed up earlier on. Now some industries are said to be paying far higher than what the tariffs that has been announced by the Public Utilities and Regulatory Commission. The Justice company today starts charging almost 30% increase for power consumed as water was up by 8%. But some of these industries insist they are paying more than what has been communicated as water has gone up by almost 50%. Let's hear from John Awuni. He's actually a consultant for these beverage firms. Effective this February,
15: fuel prices have gone up And it's going to have effect in terms of factories that use generators to support. There's also an increase in VAT rates. This is an effect. Remember that 30% discount value on benchmark has been withdrawn on raw materials for industry. So just looking at February alone, you are having about 50% increase in water tariffs, 30% increase in utilities, 2.5% increase in VAT. 30 percent withdrawal of the benchmark value, thereby 30 percent increase in the value for raw materials in terms of import duties. And how can industry really survive with this?
7: And John Awuni is consultant and executive member of the Food and Beverages Association. Well, the Ghana city's rate of depreciation against the US dollar continued to slow down significantly. The local currency for the second week running has stabilized firmly against the greenback. It is still not clear for now what is causing this but some of the banks are attributing it to improve dollar inflows from offshore investors as well as some local firms. Dollar demanded by businesses has also slowed significantly. Meanwhile, the Director of Financial Markets at the Bank of Ghana, Stephen Opata, had earlier told your business what is contributing to this development.
15: We have provided sustained support for uh, critical sectors of the economy. We've also tried to manage the liquidity, CD liquidity in the system, so that uh, people are not using that CDs to chase dollars. And also you can see that uh, monetary policy continues to be tight. Uh, as we've seen, we signal signaled by increasing the policy rate uh, so that cd denominated assets for those that are still holding CDs uh, are able to use it for, uh, to buy government of Ghana paper, even though oh. with all these concerns about debt trust at least on the T-bills side, people are buying T-bills and, and being uh, uh, successful. Are you
7: going to see the bank
15: a little bit more on the market the C D rate we don't think is just a supply issue. It should match up with all the fundamentals in the economy.
7: Stephen Opata is head of financial markets at the Bank of Ghana. Later, development: the Bank of Ghana sold about 40 million dollars through the auction approach to the bulk oil distribution companies. The dollar today is going for 12 Ghana cities, 30 pesos. and that's based on the average quotes that the commercial banks are offering to their clients. Well, when you turn to the forex bureau, you need about 13 Ghana cities to get a dollar. Now a partnership between two Ghanaian businesses, that is Rockland Farms, an importer of frozen food LaBianca, is expected to boost poultry sector and its bid to produce locally. The two actually believed in bringing together the states to help grow the business in the country, including marketing. Meanwhile, chief executive of LaBianca company Unisa Samwa, urged government to create enabling environment to produce local feed to ensure competitive pricing.
16: What we are coming to do is very big, so that we won't keep on importing all the time. So, sir, you it's me, I said, you know, we can't compete with the imported ones. It will age everybody to help. The first must be the feed, no at all.
7: Your name is chief executive of La Bianca Company. To the stock market, Liva lost to 25 pesos to close at two Ghana cities. 25 pesos, MTN was up by five pesos to close at 87 pesos. And that's all for business on Newsnight. Back to you, MFA any event Joe? thank
12: you very much you are live here on newsstand on joy 99.7 fm daniel Demelible, the former auditor general who was forced on leave and subsequently retired has not been paid his salary and arrears for the last three years the presidency is now directed the audit service to review the astounding salary arrears and entitlements for the former auditor general now president Kufa, in march uh, 2021, uh, in a letter, uh, retired Mr. Demilavu amid concerns and allegations it was uh, geared towards impeding ongoing inquiry into some government transactions. John a cited correspondence dating back to 5th November 2021 and 4th November last year, in which a request for payment of a standing salary and other entitlements is made. We'll bring you details shortly, but first, uh, listen to Mr. Demilavu speaking on the issue.
18: You talked about CSO's issuing a statement. You've forgotten they even filed a suit at the Supreme Court. And the APS Court of Ghana, up to today, has not even decided that case. It's of no importance to the Supreme Court that these type of things can happen. However, it is the same Supreme Court in Occupy Ghana versus Attorney General that directed that the Auditor General must discharge these duties and responsibilities. So if that has happened and there's a problem... I thought the first thing the Supreme Court should do is to expedite action and bring it to a closure for us to know where the Auditor General should go and where he should not go, so that that can guide my successes. But that is also in a limbo, and for that matter, I think that can contribute or maybe one of the reasons why he's exercising precaution. Because the accounts have it that the tree that Anansi dies under In Tikuma, the sun does not go and sleep under it. So maybe that is why. So they should do whatever is possible to arm or resource the office of the auditor general, the special prosecutor, the uh, Yoko, all the anti corruption uh, fighting institutions, so that we can sustain the fight. And also they should help them with the uh, justice implementation system, so that if you go to uh, the case, go to court, it must be heard. We yeah. have some cases on corruption, they just go and sit in the court and nothing happens. I, 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 see,
16: that, I see that you want the Chief Justice to act fast on that case.
18: Yes, uh, he's one of the people who I think, if you hear me, we should try and uh, prioritize corruption issues because corruption issues are national issues. It doesn't affect one person. It's not an individual issue. It is affecting the country at, uh, at times at large. So we should prioritize uh, issues pertaining or relating to corruption so that uh, we have value for our money. On the specific
12: issue of his outstanding salary and entitlements, Uh, MF, we have a copy of the letters he's been writing to the presidency, drawing the attention to it.
2: So we have a response, rather, from uh, the secretary to the president, Anas Antibidi, making reference to the letters that um, the former Auditor General, Daniel Domelovo has written to his office for his emoluments um, to be paid. So he says the office of the president is in receipt of letters dated 5th November and 4th November from the former Auditor General, Mr. Daniel Domelevo, regarding emoluments and entitlements due him upon retirement. The contents of the letters have been duly noted and are hereby forwarded to you for your kind attention. This office will be grateful if the board of the Ghana Audit Service could review the claims of Mr Domilevo and take the necessary action in respect of them as soon as practicable. And this is a letter dated 30th January 2023 uh, to the audit service.
12: Let's speak to the uh, Ghana Integrity Initiative uh, fundraising manager Michael Budi uh, Joins us on the telephone line, right now, Mr. Budi, Thanks for your time here on Newsnight.
19: Well, good evening, and uh, thank you for having me.
12: I recall uh, anti-corruption uh, the coalition, the uh, the members of the coalition filed a, a case in court uh, questioning the removal of the, this particular Auditor General. We're wondering why is that case? Do we know what was happened to it?
19: Sadly, the case doesn't seem to have been called and everything has stalled. And literally by the time um, we could even get any hearing or we could get the auditor had already been dismissed. And so the case literally became moot. And
12: subsequently, nothing has happened to it. But from what we just nothing said...
19: nothing has happened to it. The, 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 that is the sad part that at least we, should, we could have took a pronouncement so that it becomes law, part of our law, whether the dismissal was was right or wrong. Uh, we need to grow our democracy and if things like this happens, it doesn't give a lot of comfort.
12: Now he's on retirement after he was forced to proceed on leave and he says he still hasn't been paid his salaries and entitlements. Your reaction?
19: That's unfortunate. Um, we are, we are looking at not just uh, a case of um, uh, wrongful dismissal or, or, or abuse of power but we also now begin to look at a case of human rights abuse because this is right this is entitlement why would not he be paying his entitlement there's so much that goes on uh, uh, it's not just the case of mr domino but there are so many other people who are there who don't have anybody to speak for whom the state itself are abusing their rights. And we, I think that all uh, well-meaning Ghanaians must rise and speak up against it. This is not right. It's not right in the case of Mr. Domlevo. It's not right in any other person who is going through such, such uh, uh, difficulties. It's not right. And I believe that the state must live up to its responsibility. We must all condemn this act. It's not, it's not proper.
12: Michael Buidi, thank you very much. He's a fundraising manager at the Ghana Integrity Initiative.
2: Well, let's talk about our Clean Ghana campaign. And today, Mayor of Accra, Elizabeth Saki, personally led the Joy Clean Ghana team to the Agbubulushi market, where more than 30 people were arrested for flouting sections of the sanitation bylaws. Although the exercise faced some resistance from the traders, the Mayor vowed to win the fight to make Accra clean. Michael Ashalek was there. Here's his report.
18: <laughs>
20: Chaotic scenes are the Agbubuloshu market as task force of the AMA seeks to enforce the bylaws that forbade anyone from selling on the shoulders of the street and on open drains. But the offenders will not go down without a fight. And some of these people have decided to take the law into their own hands and rescue their tubers of yam that were earlier taken from them
10: here.
20: Aside obstructing the free flow of traffic, the foodstuff sold by these traders are at a higher risk of cross-contamination. After years of sensitizing them, they continue to break the law in a
9: brazen fashion. See, they've just displayed for sale the yam on the background, which is very bad. They've displayed for sale the yam on the background and it is not every microorganism that has its way into food you cook that will die. Some will hibernate in the heat. Then when you eat it, it will then rejuvenate and start multiplying in you. And we all know that of late, we've been hearing food poisoning issues in the country. And all these things are part of it.
20: Director of Environmental Health and Sanitation Unit of the AMA, Florence Cucci, says the Assembly will deploy new strategies to curb the we situation.
9: Have we have consecrated their goose several occasions, but they are refusing now, when you even seize the goose, they won't come again. Instead of seizing the goose, we are going to arrest the human beings. And take the human beings, take them to court, when court finds them, and direct them not to do, maybe they will stop doing it. That is what we are going to do now. The whole of this month will be in Aaguloshi, and we'll make sure that before we leave our Aaguloshi has turned into a new leaf.
20: And for the first time, the mayor of Accra, Elizabeth Saki, personally led the Joy Clean Ghana team.
3: Of them, this people, who are your boys?
9: Please demand the they are doing it at the back,
3: they are coming. They arrest all of them. How many times do they, they want us to talk to them? They know what they are doing is wrong, and yet they are doing it. Yeah. So arrest them.
20: For her, the offenders will no longer be spared.
3: I'm in park here. This is what has created the problem at Yellow City Watching. Yeah. It's all because of this fault. You are training them, you are telling them what to do a whole oh year and they are not responding not to not arrest oh them. Yet. Yes, arrest them. Have
12: you Yes. Mm-hmm. what's what, what, what's what's your issue? No. When <laughs> was the last time you went, I went abugloshi? <laughs> 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 I
2: I've market. kept it all to myself. You kept it to yourself. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Are you going back the there
12: tomorrow to buy your food stuff?
2: Abubloshi. Oh, you get cheap things. Cheap so, things so it's okay. good. So
12: you like cheap things. <laughs> who doesn't like cheap things i don't you know that uh, okay okay that's fine let's <laughs> do <This laughs> my whole choices with details did you like cheap things
8: yeah cheap things are good sometimes it's a very hard economy and you got to manage oh, you nice. got to manage i'm in the wrong
12: company yeah.
17: <laughs>
12: <laughs> absolutely wrong company how can i be inspired by the
8: two of you who like cheap things well, yeah it's good, relative I you know twenty thousand cities can be cheap you know Thank yeah, you. It's yeah, it's relative. twenty thousand. It can be it's
18: cheap.
8: So it's a bit, is uh-uh, a bit relative. Okay. That's what he says. That's the headlines. Well, national long Jam record holder Deborah has qualified for the twenty twenty three World Athletics Championship. To be held in Budapest, uh, across bronze medal winning jump of 6.94 metres. The Commonwealth Games held in Birmingham last year was enough based on the official entry standards by World Athletics. She described it as a great relief and uh, this will allow her to now focus on getting ready for the championship. She's been speaking exclusively to Joy Sports' George Adder Jr.
6: It wasn't really a surprise, but then um after the after coming games, I never heard anything about that anymore. So I was just here until I logged into Twitter and then I saw you post and I was like, yeah, so that's so true. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was kinda having a little problem with my yeah, like, you know, immigration stuff. And yeah. And then I got to um to sort all that out. And before that I was kinda like off training, like I was I was on and off because it was between knowing if I'll be able to travel or I'll just be here, like not knowing when I'll be good. You know, when I'll be able to solve these migrations. I don't know how, how this whole thing is gonna, you know, bother me for, it and yeah. how it's gonna prevent me from maybe doing the best that I'm supposed to be doing. So it's really a relief that I've really qualified. So what I have to do is just maintain my strength and get in a good shape.
8: That's uh, Deborah Aqua there and uh, she joins Ghana's men 4 by 100 meter relay team who made a competition with their performance at the last championship in Oregon, USA. And even as we understand that Ghana's uh, captain, Black captain, uh, Andrea Yu, has flown to London, uh, England to be precise, uh, and uh, is going to have some conversation with Everton and some other clubs to try and get a deal you know because he's been a free agent since he terminated his contract with Al Sadd. so wait he's to see. going to everton yes it looks more likely mm. you know everton are struggling now and they need
12: any player they well, can well anyway to, uh, i mean he, everton is struggling he's also struggling to get a club a perfect fit yeah marriage uh, made in relegation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it. they're very 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 on the brink of doing that. You know, maybe Sean yeah. may Yeah, uh, it's gonna, be difficult. It's gonna be difficult to do that. I save them who knows. Uh, yeah. for the sake of uh our captain. Yeah. Hope this the afternoon. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much, Ms. Baum. So listening to News Now this enjoy ninety nine point seven fm the National Democratic Congress, the N D C is calling for an immediate dismissal of all ministers uh indicted in the Auditor General's report on government's COVID-19 expenditure. The NDC made a call today at a press conference at the party's headquarters.
15: Is that the Auditor General's report details how the Ministry of Health paid a total of $120 million to UNICEF for the supply of COVID-19 vaccines, but only received vaccines valued at $38.3 million, with a whopping $81.8 million of this transaction unaccounted for. The Auditor General's report uncovers how medical equipment valued at $110,088 and $27,895 were issued to a private hospital in Medina, which did not serve as a COVID-19 isolation center and did not receive any COVID-19 patients. This is a clear case of misappropriation of COVID-19 resources and highlights how COVID-19 funds and resources, equipment, were shared wantonly like granules to cronies of the Kufu Bagumia government instead of being used to protect lives.
2: Well, the NDC is therefore demanding an immediate sacking of these ministers involved.
15: While at it, ladies and gentlemen, we call on the special prosecutor to investigate all ministers and public officials who have been cited in the report for wrongdoing and bring them to book. President Tegufuado, this time around, you must do something before you die. You must immediately fire the Minister of Finance, the Health Minister Koyoko the Minister of Information, or should I say misinformation Koyoko Honkroma, the CEO of the National Food Buffer Stock Company, and all other public officials, be them political appointees or civil servants, who have been cited in the Auditor General's report for violating the laws of the country in their expenditure of COVID-19 funds. And if he fails to do so, we are telling the perpetrators of this heinous crime that the day of reckoning and accountability will surely come for them.
12: And that's the National Communications Officer of the NDC, Sami
3: Jemfi.
2: Now, let's head to the Ashanti region because mp for Maishia North is calling for justice in a recent butchering of a young man at Krufrum to prevent reprisals. My colleague Nana Bwache Iyadom has been monitoring events. Here's his report.
16: Residents of Krufrum say they live in fear days after a young man was attacked with machetes. Kwabena Azuri died from the machete wounds inflicted on him by members of a gang in the area. On Friday, 27th January, 2023, a group of people believed to be friends of the deceased also set the building where the deceased was attacked ablaze. Members of the community fear a reprisal
2: attack. I have
16: lived in this community for some, some time now.
2: These reprisal
16: um, attacks are becoming a, a normal normal thing. Thing. If you
2: had some the person will retaliate. You kill, me, I kill you. Thank you, that's it.
16: My children were attacked. When we went to the gang together, things they stole from us. We were nearly beaten. When we made mention of the police, they nearly
17: killed us.
16: But the Member of Parliament for the Menchia North Constituency, Kweci Kunedu, believes justice will break chances of a reprisal attack. He wants the resident to break their silence and
11: assess the police. We live with people in the community who are engaged in justly as, as that, people together in a form of a reprisal attack in a gang war, let me put it that way. And if we are not willing to give the police information, how then will they do their jobs to be able to find the perpetrators and bring them to book? Was butchered by unknown assailants.
16: But then the community considers retaliation to these attacks as normal. This shouldn't be the case. Hence, the family of Kavana Azui are calling on the police to ensure safety of the community. From Kumase, Nana Dankway reporting for Joy News.
2: And that's how we end tonight's edition of News Night here on Joy, 99.7 FM in Accra, in Kumasi on Love, 99.5 FM. There's more news when you log on to myjoyonline.com. Up next is Strong and Sassy. What are we Getting talking about? Getting
12: over a heartbreak. Hmm, that's a very interesting conversation. How did you get over yours? Uh, I've never had one. Okay, that's good. Have you?
2: why would i this can't be hard. of
12: you're me. the first lady i've met without a heartbreak
2: oh don't expect too much from people huh don't expect too much from people from so they don't break your heart men
12: or people generally
2: generally, generally. <laughs> <laughs> because
12: because women women paint the picture says only oh women men. give heartbreaks as well men who. i have given
2: you. a heartbreak before so oh, women not, do you've yeah. given
12: a yeah. or Many heartbreaks. I said
2: before a heartbreak before. This one, one. <laughs>
12: <laughs> you want to join the uh, ladies discussing that topic right after us? And Animois here with her gang. Hello, Animois. How are you?
18: Hi, Evans. Mm. Hi, Evans. Who How are
12: you? I'm great. Who is on the panel today?
2: Um, oh, gosh, lots of lovely ladies. Before Ariel, then, I'm Aisha. If you've had a heartbreak before.
6: Oh, haven't we all had our hearts broken? No, she broken says she's time. never oh, had no. one. Don't mind it, she's Hi. lying. Why? Uh, Are you it? me? <laughs> <laughs> We've all had our hearts broken, even from like when you were like maybe 12 or 13, your, your first, first child. Crush, you no. Know. Maybe the it's heartbreak was right.
2: when my father died. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. no, no. I oh, you see, you've elevated. All of us, our fathers have died. We
6: haven't said that, we have hearts broken. What is that?
12: Anyway, I'm looking forward to the conversation.
6: Yeah, it should be a good one. Stay tuned